Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and welcome to the podcast edition of Creative Mornings in Dubai for November. Our theme, radical. Our guest, Hassan Danawi, aka Big Haas. You're going to love this talk. Hassan is the radio host of Saudi's first and only hip-hop show called Leish Hip Hop. He's also the founder of Revolt Blog and the Revolt Magazine. And oh, don't forget, he's also created a YouTube show called Buckle Up, where he interviews interesting people on the go. And uh, of course, he's part of the team that brings you Yalla Home on Pulse95, Sharjah's first English radio station. Haas believes in music liberation. Haas believes in the liberation of culture. Haas believes in following your ideas. And that's what he talks to us about in this month's theme, Radical, right here, Creative Mornings in Dubai. Let's go. Big Haas. Wow. <laughs> what a beautiful way, really. First of all, assalamu alaikum, which means peace be upon you. Um, and uh, th this is such a huge honor. Thank you, Dr. James, for that beautiful intro. Thank you, Creative Morning Dubai, for you know allowing me to be part of this. And thank you for everybody who's joining us. Really, it means a lot to me. And I am so, so, so honored. You don't understand. You know, like I'm just really, really honored. Even Woody right here is saying peace and blessings and love <laughs> and all that good stuff. So salute. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, I want this to be as hopefully as interactive as possible as well. Please, um, like Dr. James said, um, make sure that, uh, you know, you send in your questions and, uh, um, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll actually take it forward right now. So, again, very, very honored to be here. And, uh, you know, this, uh, this whole thing about being radical, uh, when, when Dr. James telling me, was telling me about it and when, when the team was telling me about it, I was like, wow. It's interesting. So I want to kind of take you through my journey and take you through my life in a way. And uh, hopefully by the end of it, kind of, um, um, you know, maybe maybe um, um, have your mind think differently or uh, because that's exactly what happened to me. And I'm going to tell you my story uh, and maybe hopefully if it inspired you one person, then, then that's really, um, you know, that's the great thing. So, okay. Um, I just want to make sure that you guys see this. Do uh, you, you guys see this? Let's give me a thumbs up. Cool. Perfect. Okay. Um, great. Um, okay. So my name is Hassan. People call me Big Hass. I'm, um, you know, the reason with the, just to get that out of the way, uh, you know, what the nickname is, because uh, it's always confusing for a lot of people. Uh, Hassan, Hass, short. And, um, you know, I kind of, you know, kind of grew a little bit bigger people. There's nothing philosophical about the, the name Big Haas. And uh, it's just kind of been uh, circulating with me, um, you know, ever since I started blogging, which is actually the the um, the reason of how this whole thing started. Um, back in 2007, so I'm from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And um, um, we, as a Saudi, I was not allowed to go to an English school um, to a, to an international school um, back then, so I went to a Saudi school, and unfortunately, the English there was not, um, you know, was not up to the standard. So I started learning English at the age of sixteen, and um, which is kind of crazy. Um, my dad one day, God rest his soul in peace and power, he walked in one day, and uh, you know, I had an afro, and uh, uh, and he said, "Son, you are just getting kind of." Fatter and stupider. And I was like, whoa. In Arabic, he said that. So it's less, 
you know, less harsh. Um, and I was like, why? And he's like, you have no English. And this is where actually he sent us to, we kind of relocated to Sharjah. And I went to the International School of Shui Fad. And this is where I actually started learning English. And I fell in love with music generally and basketball. So I used to tune in to basketball games at 5 a.m. in the morning, UAE time, and listen to the broadcasters kind of, you know, go crazy. And I got that accent from them. And I fell in love with music. And I actually learned English from that, you know, and this is kind of really incredible. Um, so kind of uh, kind of to fast track a little bit, um, the whole thing with me, guys, started in 2007. Um, I'm just a regular kid listening to, you know, whatever the mainstream media gives me being spoon fed entertainment, to be honest. And uh, this is a very important term for me. We're all being spoon fed, and this is why this topic is really important. Sometimes you got to question what you're being fed and given. And before that, before 2007, I wasn't really questioning anything. I was just giving anything, you know, and, and kind of accepting it and putting it in my system. But then, um, you know, um, the crazy part is um, uh, so I have this picture here, and, and, uh, and I. It says who would have known and obviously who would have known that a blue eyed kid, Saudi Arabian, you know, national would go on and host Saudi's first and only FM hip hop radio show would go on and speak to uh, the, the founder of hip hop would go on and, uh, you know, do a lot of things for the local and regional artist would go on and, uh, you know, just also change how people think about hip hop and would go on and have a, a hero with um, with my son who's autistic. So it's just all these things. Sometimes you just look back and, uh, you know, I think I've always been kind of revolting in a way ever since I was like kind of you know, really, really young. And subhanAllah, this whole circle kind of moved. So um, like anything in life, like I've been saying, there's a catalyst. And for me, the spark was, um, uh, yeah, this is Shaquille O'Neal. And when people, uh, <laughs> this is the face when I tell people I do Arabic rap. This is how they look at me like that, like Arabic rap, really? Um, like anything in life, you guys, there was a spark. And these four artists right here in 2007, I heard all these artists. Omar Fendim, who's a Syrian-American um, you know, artist. Shadi Mansour, who's a Palestinian-British MC. Uh, Narsi, or the narcissist, uh, he's an Iraqi-Canadian rapper. Loki, who's a British-Iraqi rapper. Uh, why am I saying this? Because these four names in one night in 2007 kind of just i stumbled on their music on youtube and it was my wife would tell you it was life-changing because i was a different person a night before it was just like that and this is why for me it's crucial now why what's the reason it's because if you're if you're from the arab region you would understand that 99999 percent of the music that we listen to is habitic uh, habitini you love me you love me you miss me you cheated on me you blah 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 it's that that kind of thing which is cool don't get me wrong but uh, you know we we wanted more than that there are community issues there are social issues and yes there are political issues we are living in this you know um um it's it's it's, it's that area um, so when these guys started rapping and, 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 and I'm like, what? First of all, I was like, how come these guys are not supported on the radio? And how come we don't have these guys on? How come I never heard of these guys? And how come? And all these questions kind of came flooding in like crazy. And um, um, 
back then, I didn't know what to do but launch a blog. And to be honest with you guys, if you see the first post of my blog in 2007, you will see that it has no creativity whatsoever. It was just like the post and it was like a, a fist and it was like radio speakers and microphone. And I was like all over that. There was no, it was not studied. I just wanted to start, which in this case, just start. Whatever it is that you want to do, really. Haas, um, I'm gonna, I want to interrupt you yeah. for a second. Your, ahead, sli- your slides aren't advancing. Have you advanced them past the big Haas? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. not yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Thank All you right. so much, sir. No yeah. problem. <laughs> God bless you, sir. God bless Dr. James, man. One of the very few people that showed love. So, um, you know, and, and this is where, obviously, Revolt um, blog came. And uh, the blog is actually a combination of two words. So I have a blog called Revolt in Saudi Arabia. Yes, one of the most conservative countries in the world. But I, I'm not doing anything wrong against my culture or religion or, you know, um, I don't see anything wrong. But a lot of people was like, yo, Revolt Saudi Arabia, that's really harsh. But that's the whole thing about being actually breaking the barriers. And Revolt is a combination of two words. So revolution, I wanted to revolt against the mainstream music that we're listening to. And anything that we're actually being, um, you know, forced on and voltage which is my dream is to have a an own a radio station one day like that's actually my dream i want to own a radio station and so voltage i was like yeah revolt and it kind of came through and this is how it actually kind of um the whole thing kind of kind of sparked now one of my main things and one of the most important things that i um uh wanted to kind of accomplish was Okay, you are on on blogging, but you know it's you know I, I wanted to be on the FM to be honest. I wanted to be on the radio waves, uh, and I wanted to make noise. Now this is the crazy and interesting story, to be honest, because uh, um, back then in two thousand and seven or eight or nine, even ten, <laughs> we had only one radio station, and they uh, they were very the, the typical um, you know the typical maybe um, Arab station that was not. We did have an American uh, base, I believe, at that point, uh, um, a station that played alternative rock or something like that. Um, but I couldn't get in touch with them or whatever. So um, we had only one official kind of station. Um, in 2011, three stations opened up, more youth-oriented, more, you know, just um, – a little bit, even speaking the dialect of the Hijazi language of, uh, you know, just, you know, how my cousin would speak or how my friend would speak. Because back then we had the stations and it was, with all due respect, shout out to my brothers and sisters from Lebanon. It was a, a Lebanese lady or man speaking for Saudi public, uh, public, you know, a good morning or good afternoon, good evening. So there was a big, big uh, kind of culture, like, you know, I I sometimes don't understand uh, the 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 sarcasm or the you know the the funny jokes that it's made because obviously you're not Lebanese and it's the, that so when these stations kind of open up um, I approached a couple of them but the, there's a backstory for this one and um, before these stations opened I myself as Has went to the UAE uh, Bahrain um, Egypt Lebanon uh, and Jordan these five countries, and I kind of pitched a show that says Les Hip Hop, which means why hip hop. And uh, I can really, like, looking back at it right now, I can tell you that I've met different people like radio heads uh, or radio, you know, who was responsible in the radio. 
and they all didn't know each other, but they all looked the same. It's a suit and tie, and uh, again, no no problem with suit and tie, but I'm just saying that that was the the, the visual that I saw, and it was like, hip-hop, what do you mean? 50 Cent, Little Wayne, Little, not even Little Wayne, and it was like, you're going to play, you're a DJ, you're going to, you know, yo, yo, and you're going to do that, and this is the, how I was talked to, and I was like, ah, I was like, no, I am actually not a DJ, not a producer. I am a radio host, and I want to host a show that talks about hip-hop as a culture because this is very, very important for me to talk about. I want to talk about Arabic hip-hop. I want to talk about our struggles. I want to talk about da-da-da. So, yeah, I was rejected in all of these kind of countries and, um, uh, or these radio stations. And uh, when I went back to Saudi, this is where these stations opened up, and one of them was Mix FM. It took me six months, you guys, to convince the station to have – um, uh, you know, the, the show. And it was just, uh, for me, incredible. This is, this is, I think, the announcement on it. And it was like hip-hop on Saudi, uh, Saudi radio. It was done on Destination Jeddah. And just looking back at that, it was like, wow. Just, you know, the station has officially launched Saudi's first ever hip-hop radio show. And, um, you know, Dave started calling me hip-hop enthusiast, you know, and I'm like, whoa, yo, now this is crazy. And I got really hyped up and... Um, I just want to take this opportunity to actually say um, that the show uh, is actually still going on and I'm celebrating 10 years next year, which is really, really cool. Yeah, thank you so much. I see you guys, which is amazing for me. That's a huge honor. So, um, which I'll get into in a second. Obviously, I moved to, to the UAE for my son, but the show still goes on. So when that happened, you guys, the whole thing about being radical, you're talking about all the, sta- all the show, all the station, they had talk shows and game shows and none, none of the shows played hip hop. I come in on a, at that point as it was a Thursday cause that was a weekend um, coming in and playing some Arabic rap, some, uh, you know, um, uh, public enemy, some, uh, some real authentic hip hop. And it was like for people, it was crazy because the first message I received on the 7th of June, 2011, um, was you're an infidel, which means intakafir. That's what I, I, I got the message. You are an infidel. And yeah, just looking back at it, every time I say the story, it just, I kind of relive that moment because like, I was like, wow. And I swear to God, you guys, I started seeing uh, two roads. Am I really doing the right thing here? Like, is that something I really should do? If that's the first message I'm getting? So that's road, I got to quit now. And the other road is like, yo, I'm not doing anything wrong against my culture, religion, that vibe. I was like, you know, let's go. So I remember taking a seven-minute break. I played a couple of songs. I kind of went back on the air, kind of calmed down a little bit. And um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead with this. And subhanAllah, fast forward two, three years later, people start saying, thank you for changing my opinion about hip-hop. Thank you for, um, you know, introducing us to amazing, incredible talent and all that good stuff, which, again, it, did, it didn't start easy, though. It was very difficult and it was very hard. Um, I got to just talk about the hip-hop thing because a lot of people don't know, uh, you know, the history about it. Yes, it is an American culture that started up in the early 70s in New York, in the Bronx. This is actually where it started, you guys, like 1520 Sedwick Avenue. Um, this is where, you know, hip hop culture started. The man you see on the right or the left, depending where you are, uh, is, um, DJ cool Herc. He's the father of hip hop and he is, uh, somebody that, you know, we, we all should know and respect and love. And he's the creator of this, um, you know, culture. And I remember you can see the video on, on, on YouTube. It's an audio video 
when I had the pleasure to interview him and again, being the radical person I am and the, you know, like just, you know, uh, I worked three years or four years to get DJ Cool Herc to be on the show with me. And um, I'm really proud to say that so far I'm the only one that actually interviewed him. And I don't know if that's a good thing or, or a bad thing. I'm talking from the Arab region because like uh, on one end, it's a really cool thing to happen. But on the other end, I was like, how come people didn't really know who created hip hop? And no one really focuses about the, the essence of things. So when I talked to him and, you know, obviously he's a, he's a, you know, he said, where are you calling me from? And I said, Saudi Arabia. And he said, wow, hip hop reached that far. I was like, yes, sir. It, you created a culture that now reached everywhere, you know, and this is what's uh, uh, beautiful about it. Um, so my main focus, you guys, is, uh, is Arabic rap. And I just want to kind of take you quickly where if you're confused about you know, Arabic rap and stuff like that. This is just a quick thing about where did it actually start from? Like, where did the Arabic rap start from? Um, so it started off from bro brothers and sisters. Yeah, go ahead, Miss Renda. Just if you can uh, move with your slides so we can see the pictures that you were talking about. We're still at slide one. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's what Dr. James was meant. I am moving them. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I am so sorry for that. No, no, it's okay. okay. We're just we're using our imagination with you, so we're we're on board, so we're good. Oh, yeah, it's actually moving, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, do you do you see the screen now? Now we see it. Yeah, try again. Oh wow. Um, hmm. Uh, do do you see this? Yes, we see racism to the left, political low. Oh, okay, okay. So I think the play button is not working. I'm so sorry. This is what I was talking about, the hip-hop thing. So l let me play it like that from the computer. My bad, you guys. So sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so um, basically, again, just re rewind. This is where, you know, obviously hip-hop started. Uh, my bad for that. Um, going back to this, just to explain where Arabic rap kind of started from, it started out from our brothers and sisters in North Africa. So when you want to talk about Arabic rap as a, as a, as a genre, you got to give respect to the brothers and sisters in North Africa, you know, um, uh, Libya, Tunis, Algeria, Morocco. And it's very, very important, obviously. And why? Because obviously the reason is, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of, you know, the brothers and sisters traveled to Europe and specifically France to 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 get away from, you know, um, maybe the low paid jobs, political situation in, 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 in the country. And uh, when they arrived to France. Obviously, you know, uh, the way that uh, the way that hip hop kind of moved was from the U.S. to Europe, to North Africa and then to the Levant and then to G GCC. So a lot of people always ask me this. What's how is it different? I was like, OK, North Africa, the rap that comes out of there is very geopolitical because of that reason. Obviously, all these people, when they went to uh, France or specifically in yeah, Europe, um, it was like they started rapping in French and uh, they realized, hey, you know what? We're, we're, we're Arabs, started rapping in, in Arabic. And this is how it actually started. Uh, and when you go to the Levant area, like countries like, you know, Palestine, Jordan, Lebanon, Iraq, uh, you know, Syria, you, you'd find out that, um, you know, um, the, the topics that the rappers are talking about are more like social and political. And then when you move to the GCC, which is the interesting part, there was a lot of imitation and diss culture. When I say diss thing, there was a lot of uh, copy pasting from the West. And that happened in all, but in the GCC, it was even more. Like when, you, when I walk in the streets of, uh, of Jeddah or even Mecca and Medina, to be honest, um, 
you see murals of Tupac on 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 the wall, and that's kind of really revolutionary. Tupac was not just a, a rapper; he was a philosopher, and he was you know he definitely people connected with him on that level. Um, so there's a couple of things I got to talk about before I, I, I mention a very two important points. There's something in me that happened in 2014 um, when I met Chuck D. Chuck D is the front man of Public Enemy. Uh, Public Enemy are the people that brought, you know, um, you know, Fight the Power and, and many other great, incredible songs. So I, am, I was really big on Twitter, still am. And um, I found out that Chuck D is going to Beirut to give a talk. Uh, with his wife in the American University of Beirut. And I was like, okay, uh, I got to fly there. And I found out just the day before. And uh, I hit him up on Twitter and I said, if I come to Beirut, can I meet you? And he's like, of course. And I was like, wow, I just can't believe that. And I actually flew from Jeddah to Beirut to meet him. And this is me and him walking in the streets of Beirut with a couple of uh, you know, rappers and producers. The interesting part is this. Why am I calling it rejuvenated? At that point, I've done the show for three years. I was kind of a bit low, to be honest, because... Uh, I'm fighting a bigger thing than me. I'm fighting ignorance. I'm fighting um, people not believing in me. I'm fighting people telling me that you're copy-paste. I'm fighting people telling me that, yo, hip-hop is an American culture. Don't force it on us, all that stuff. So I was a bit low, and then I remember meeting Chuck D, and I just want to kind of paint the picture for you guys. It was like there were people, uh, rappers and producers, sitting on the table, and I walked into the coffee shop, and Chuck D kind of stood up and said, Big Hoss! And I swear to God, those rappers, they're like, how that, what, what is, how come Chuck D knows, like, what, what, how is that? And, um, you know, I remember, and this is why a very, very important emotional moment to me, he came and embraced me really big time. And he said, he whispered in my ears, he's like, I see you, I see your struggle, keep fighting, stay the course. And I was like, Wow. The whole time I'm sitting on that table, uh, friends of mine keep telling me, I think you had a b- out-of-body experience, and I wasn't really, um, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. So I owe a lot to Chuck D. Um, he, he went on later on and, and kind of tweeted, my man Big House from Saudi Arabia to unite the 11 nations of Arab MCs in hip-hop, these USA corps labeled, labeled them as terrorists. And it's just, wow. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's a lot of things, uh, you know, like that. And... Um, uh, I wanted to see if uh, I think we have a little bit like few, few minutes. I wanted to kind of um, uh, see with you guys if, if I can uh, play a little bit of um, uh, Arabic rap for you guys. And uh, this is Brother Ali. He's one of my favorite rappers. Um, but I want to kind of show you how Arabic rap started and how what's the um, in terms of like. Uh, so, OK. The, the clip I'm about to play right now is out of Algeria. And um, this is uh, officially or not officially one of the very first Arabic rap that you can hear. And uh, I'm about to play right now. Please give me a thumbs up if you're able to hear it, which is now. So you can see uh, really, really uh, crazy. I got to point out, for example, out of Morocco, these guys that you see right here, Fnair, um, did a song discussing the Casablanca bombings. The reason why I'm saying this, this was back in 2003. Uh, it was very, very emotional track. And this track aired on all national radio and TV across Morocco. Uh, it sounded like this. 
You can see again, there's a lot of uh, imitation also to, to, to the West and, uh, you know, to, 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 to the American culture. Um, this one right here is out of Jordan. And this is actually, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a rap song, but this is from Abi Youssef. And if you're an Arab speaker, get ready to kind of, um, kind of, kind of maybe crack up. And it's uh, uh, released in 1993. And a lot of people are saying this is the first kind of comedy Arabic rap. And it sounds like this. And you will see, you'll see what he's saying. Abu Yusuf, Mm. So this guy, if you're Arab, you'd really understand that this was really kind of uh, funny in a way. And this is what I was talking about. The Levant uh, is just, for me, um, uh, a, a bit crazy. Uh, I got to talk, for example, quickly about Dam, which I'm about to play right now. They're a Palestinian hip hop group and they're very, very political. So this one um, sounds like this. So he's saying in one of the verses, it's like, why is the children of the world is free and, and I have no freedom? The Mali Huriya song, which I have no freedom, was really, really powerful. Again, these guys were rapping and singing about something different than... Uh, with all due respect, shake your booty or like, I love you and you love me. And this is what attracted me to this whole thing from the first place, to be honest. Um, I think I have a couple of more minutes. And what I wanted to do actually is uh, two things. I wanted to say what is what can we do to change how people view Arabic rap and how, um, you know, generally, because, you know, it's very hard for me to to come here and 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 talk to you guys about Arabic rap. And this is kind of, a big, big kind of summary of what I do. I host a hip hop radio show in Saudi. Uh, I'm, I'm a blogger. I'm an MC. I, uh, I, ho- I try to support the local original talent. I try to diversify myself. Um, but, I, but my main passion is definitely hip hop. And what you're about to listen to right now is what I think can not only save Arabic hip hop, but also me talking to a lot of hip hop heads. Um, they're big, big, big believers that this is the way, which is sampling. Um, so I'm about to fuse and show you how Farid Al-Atrash, who is a legendary, you know, um, uh, artist uh, in Arabia, can be, can be actually hip-hop. And these are two producers from Syria. Their name is Orient Squad. And this is actually how sampling, very simple sampling skills sounds like. the oriental and then the beat comes in. So for me, this is uh, crucially, crucially, uh, you know, important to do that. I want to kind of end with um, a message that I received from this gentleman. Um, Brother Ali is one of my favorite humans on earth, and he is an incredible, legendary MC uh, from Minneapolis. And uh, um, when I want to kind of leave what he says, and then I'll get back to it, I promise, one minute, and then we'll come back. But this is Brother Ali. 
I asked him for a shout out for something like, yo, hey, this brother Ali, you're listening to Big Haas. And this is actually what he said. Assalamu alaikum world. This is Brother Ali from the Mighty Rhyme Sayers crew in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. In the mix right now with my brother, my dear friend, my hero, one of the most important DJs on earth, and the greatest dad alive, Big Haas. This is the Jissa mixtape, and Big Haas is who he is because his heart is large enough to incorporate the entirety of the hip-hop tradition and then also the Muslim world. These aren't two communities, they're one. Hip-hop is the voice of Islam in modern times and Islam is the spiritual heart of hip hop they're not two they're one and Big Haas reminds us all of that he lives it he embodies it he's the symbol for it and he's a he's a sign of God so with that this is a song that uh, he's agreed to play for me as a favor to me that I have called Sensitive. It's about being an artist. So this is, I mean, when I received that, I cried. I cried for like, you know, half an hour, to be honest, really. I was like, wow, getting this message because I just simply said, yo, I need a shout out. Um, so, you know, you guys, uh, you, you, you have your, 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 your life kind of, um, this is, this is what I meant by this blue eyed kid Saudi who is just who would have known that I would have gone and does do these things and then just kind of kind of in, in like in the in the in the last kind of 25 minutes 30 minutes when I'm talking it's just really crazy to put everything in one perspective and and to you know um to find out who you truly are I as a kid from Saudi Arabia got hit with these four MCs early on and then um which which are these MCs these are the MCs that, that impacted me. And then all, all over, I kind of, my, my world opened and my mind started elevating and I changed as a person. I started thinking differently. And this is the crazy part of this whole journey because it, it impacted me. And now I feel I want to impact other people. One of the old Bedouin saying, um, it's a very old Bedouin saying, I'll say it in Arabic and then I'll translate it. Um, it says that, a human being that has no impact has no life or has no trace. So when, when I heard that and when I saw um, graffiti artist El Cid uh, draw this mural in Jeddah, my hometown, uh, and I was with him, uh, it was just kind of a big, big, huge sign that I'm doing the right thing, even though everyone around me at that point believed I'm wrong. Seriously, everyone. Um, no one believed. No one. No one believed. And still, still people till now, they, they you know, you got it. But... You know, um, I'd like to end with this. And I'm sorry, I'm taking just a couple more minutes. Uh, I'd like to end with this. There's a story that kind of simplifies why I do, like what I do, what I do for. I host a hip-hop radio show in Saudi. Obviously, hip-hop is not only rap. Hip-hop is rap, DJing, graffiti, breaking or breakdancing, right? So one of the people that listened to us was or listened to me was a, was, was a graffiti artist. He was from Saudi Arabia, from Medina, you know, one of the two holy cities. And he's like, one time, I think it was 2014 or 13, messaged me. He's like, Hus, I am a graffiti artist. I love graffiti. But my father is against that culture. He thinks it's an American culture. He's like, wow. Um, is there a possibility you could give him my number and he'll call me anytime? So I remember him calling me after three, four months from that exchange. And, you know, I got the call. And uh, he's like, I just want to say to you, the father, that I've been listening to your show for the past three, four months, and you've changed my idea about what hip-hop is. Uh, I now know more. And I want to tell you 
that I've just bought and he built a wall for his son back outside his house for him, for the son to be a graffiti artist. And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, you know what? Like, this is what I do, man. Like he, he, he bought his son a wall or built a wall for his son to practice, to become a graffiti artist um, because of me. So that's one person that I managed to connect with you guys. So I think, again, whoever tells you that you're doing something revolutionary, whoever tells you, oh, this is too radical, oh, this is not going to work, well, you know what, just uh, kind of ignore them in a, in a polite way and just kind of move forward. And, uh, you know, never let anyone really tell you what you can do or not can do. I know that's very kind of cliche and a bit, you know, cheesy, but this is exactly what happened to me, and that's why I'm saying uh, it's, it's, it's crucially important. So, um, yeah. God bless you guys. I can't wait to hear from you again. So sorry for the, for the, for the, for the presentation thing. Much love and respect to Creative Morning and, and the Dubai team and peace and love. <laughs> can't wait to hear your questions. Wow, wow, wow. Big has it's absolutely beautiful, absolutely inspiring. And, and I think I can say, you know, on behalf of everyone, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing the story. Thank you for, for enlightening us and, and telling us a little bit about a history that we did not know. We did not know. So because of you, now we know and now we can carry it on. You've been listening to Hassan Danawi, a.k.a. Big Hass, right here on the Creative Mornings Dubai podcast. You want to find out more about Creative Mornings? www.creativemornings.com. And of course, a big shout out to all of our fans and supporters. And look forward to talking to you again really soon. Share the link. So long for now.